Exodus 32. When you get to Exodus 32, Moses is on the mount with God on Mount Sinai, the children of Israel down in the valley. And Moses has been up there a while with God, and God's given him the testimony. As a matter of fact, if you read the last verse of chapter 31, it says, And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communion with him upon Mount Sinai two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Moses is getting the, the law and the testimony. He is getting, Brother Jerry, the word of God from God himself. And God has cut out. God has cut out of the mount. God has cut out of the mount two tables of stone with his own finger. God has inscribed the command and the law of God to Moses on these tables of stone. And Moses is, is dealing with God one-on-one. He is having time. He is having fellowship. He is having communion with God. And God has given him the law. But while Moses is up on the mount, the people are down in the valley, and they're questioning, and they're murmuring, and they're wondering, as they're going to do for 40 years. And they go to Aaron, and they say, Aaron, make us a God. Make us a God that we can follow, that we can serve, that will lead us. We need a God. This Moses, he's not coming down off the mount. We don't know about him. Make us a God. And Aaron said, give me your gold. Give me your earrings. Give me all that you have. And you got to remember now, when you read in Exodus 32, I'll not take time to read all this. When you read in Exodus 32 that he took the earrings from their, their sons and their daughters and their wives, that was a sign of slavery in that day. A servant had an earring bored through his ear. So Egypt was the land of slavery. So their sons and their daughters, all of them had earrings. Now, today everybody thinks it's cool for guys to wear earrings, and I'll not go there. But if you'll get into the biblical picture, and and uh, most of the ladies, y'all don't get mad at it. I know ladies wear it as a jewelry thing to look good. Uh, but men in the Bible, Brother Richard, men in the Bible that were going to be a servant to their master wore that. So don't forget the picture. Uh, that's rabbit trail number two. But Moses is coming off the mountain. He hears this great noise. He hears this great noise. And God speaks to Moses and says, Moses, this people, this people, this people, I'm going to take care of them. Verse 9 of Exodus 32, the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people and behold, it is a stiff necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation and Moses besought the Lord his God and said, un, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and consume them from the face of the earth? Moses said, God, you can't do that. Now, God is greatly mad. He is angry. You say, God, don't get angry. Uh, Psalms. The Lord is angry at the wicked every day. Uh, and and I, I understand. I, I just want to say, God ought to be angry at the wicked every day. We're the ones that messed up his perfect world. I wasn't there in the garden, Brother Tom. You'd have made the same choice. I would have made the same choice. We messed up God's perfect world. Look at the wickedness that abounds. God ought to be angry with the wicked. One of these days, he's going to pour out this wrath. God's angry here. God is fed up. 
then Moses comes down and Moses gets fed up. So God is, his, his wrath has waxed hot. Moses comes down, verse 19, it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' anger waxed hot and he cast the tables of his hand and break them beneath the mount. Moses is so angry, Brother Earl, he takes the two stones, the two stones, Brother Mike, that God has cut out with his own finger out of the mount, that God has inscribed upon the law and the command of God. Moses takes the testimony and the word of God, and in his hot wrath and his hot anger, he casts them down and breaks them. And don't, don't miss that because when Moses goes back the second time, Brother Richard, to get it, God tells him, bring your own stones. Don't miss that. You better, better, uh, number three, rabbit trail number three, you better beware how you treat the commands in the word of God. Now Moses is hot and Moses is angry and he's just asked God, please don't consume them, God. And then he gets down there and, and he kind of understands why God's mad and angry. Now they've made a calf. And Moses is upset and Moses is angry. And Moses and God have had a conversation. And Moses says, um, now, now God, I know you're mad. But if you destroy them, then the Egyptians are going to laugh. And, and, and can I say that leaders, Brother Tim, individual leaders are dispensable. But leadership is not. Leaders are dispensable, but leadership is not. There's a lot to be said about God taking and using whoever he wants. I mean, God used a donkey one time to speak. God used a donkey to carry him into Jerusalem. Uh, God used men that failed God, and God chooses to use you and me. God can use whoever he wants, but leadership, Brother John, leadership is indispensable. Leaders may come and go, but true leadership, uh, that's hard to find. Moses is a true leader of God. Moses loves these people. He's called out to God. And Moses is seeking God on behalf of the people. And Moses wants to see God intervene. And so Moses' heart is so touched. Moses' heart is so touched for the people of God. He's had these conversations. And he's going to have one more. Look what Moses says to the Lord. Verse number 31. I'm going to get to where we're going in a minute. And I'll make it fast. Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin. And Moses pauses. And then Moses says, But Lord, if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written. Moses so loved these people. He said, God, if you're going to consume them, then you just take me out of your book. I know they've sinned. I know they've missed you. God, if you're going to consume them, take me out of the book. That's, that's the heart of a leader. And his heart was so for these people, Brother John. Moses' heart was so for the children of Israel that he'd given his life to to lead out of Egypt. Moses' heart was so for them. Moses knew that there was something that they had to do to get that relationship back with God. <clears throat> if he is going to get the children of Israel in a relationship with God, then there's something that's got to be done. And so Moses does it. Moses, in verse 26, Moses stands and says, Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, here's the great question, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. 
Now, if we were to go around the room, Brother Mike, if I was to go around the room, start over here with Brother Shane, go around the room, and if I were to ask the question, who's on the Lord's side? Let's all stand. I have no doubt in my mind. We'd all stand, Brother Joel. But talk is easy because actions speak louder than words. And so Moses knows, I got to get beyond just the question. Get beyond the question, who's on the Lord's side? Hey, we are, Moses, we're on the Lord's side. We're with you, man. We're A-OK. We are on the Lord's side. And Moses said, okay, okay, let's get to the heart of the matter. Here's the heart of the matter. Here's the message after this 50-minute introduction. Verse 29. Moses said, for Moses had said, verse 29, what's that word? For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son, upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. You want to be on the Lord's side? You're really going to be on the Lord's side? Here's four things. Four things that got to be covered. You really want to be on the Lord's side. Now, Brother Don, in this verse, I see the four W's of Bible study, Brother Tim, the four W's of Bible study. Uh, now, now, Brother Wade would say it's the four W's of English writing. But I'll go ahead and be the Bible major and say it's the four W's of Bible study. It is who, what, when, and why. Four W's found in this verses. Who. Can I ask y'all tonight who? Moses said consecrate who? Consecrate All right, young people, y'all help me tonight. Come on now. Consecrate who? There we go. We're about there. That's about 80%. Consecrate the who is yourselves. Consecrate yourselves. Consecrate to what? Leviticus 27. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourself to sanctification. Proverbs 3.1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. You are to follow the commands of God. You are to, Proverbs 6.20, keep thy father's commandments and forsake not the law of thy mother. Don't forsake the truth that God has given you. You, Tom Allen, the congregation, the command is to who? Let's, come on class, the command is to you, yourself. You are to follow the, the truth of God. You are to walk with God. You are to not forsake the law. You are not to trans, uh, trespass. You are not to let it by you. Uh, Hebrews 4, 7, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. It is our responsibility. It is a personal choice day by day. The who is you, you, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart against the truth of God's word. The who? Uh, man, your kids did way better than y'all. That's sad. The who is? There we go. Number two, what? Who is the what? Consecrate. Thank you, Wade. One person's with me. Thought my wife would be, but uh, you what? Got a few. You what? 
Just a Bible study. I'm really not preaching. Brother John, I'm not preaching tonight. I know everybody wants to come in on Wednesday night and get a hollering message. And Brother Tom's going to be all excited and run the aisles. And, and really, I can over, over God loving us and that Calvary. I can run the aisle over at Calvary. But just a Bible study tonight. So y'all get with me. Who? What? Consecrate. Now, let's not miss the word. This is the major part of the Bible study. Consecrate. The word consecrate here means literally place yourself into the hand of God. Place yourself into the hand of God. Well, what does God want you when you consecrate and place yourself into the hand of God? God wants Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Can I tell you what God doesn't want, Brother Jerry? Consecrate. Put yourself in the hand of God. Can I tell you what God doesn't want? God does not want you to come to the altar on Sunday morning and say, God, here's my habits. Here's my lust. Here's my desires. Here's my cigarettes. Here's my alcohol. Here's my anger. Here's my, uh, here's everything that's controlling me. God, I'm putting all of these things on the altar. Can I say tonight, God don't want that, Brother John? God don't want your cigarettes, your alcohol, your habits, your addictions, your controls, your lust, your anger. God don't want that in His hand. That's a holy hand, and nothing that is unholy goes in the hand of God. Well, Brother Tom, that's pretty hard. I know. Y'all ought to read the book I'm reading on a consecrated life. Brother John, God don't want that in his hand. God is holy. His mind is holy. His heart is holy. His love is holy. His peace is holy. His life was holy. His death was holy. He has holy hands. And God doesn't want your unholy. Unholy does not go in the hand of God. God said, who? Yourselves. What? Consecrate. Put yourself in the hand of God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. God wants you holy in his hand. What I do with all my stuff, you bury it under the blood and leave it there and give God you. Because God asks for you. And he wants nothing more than you. When God asked Abraham to take Isaac upon the mount, uh, Isaac, uh, Abraham looked at his servants and said, Me and the boy, me and the lad are going yonder to worship. And you don't worship without a sacrifice that is holy. Well, I don't understand why, why some people don't. Don't get involved and don't get happy in church. Or maybe they're not a holy sacrifice and maybe they've not come to worship. Because you don't go and worship Brother John without a holy sacrifice. But Abraham said, we're going to go worship and we're returning. And they did, Brother Jerry, they went and worshiped. They went up together and Isaac said, Dad, we've got the fire, we've got the wood, where's the lamb? And Abraham said, God, God will take care of that. God's got that covered, son. We're just going to go do what God said. We're going to be holy. We're going to sacrifice to God. We're going to worship. And man, don't you know, Brother Jerry, don't you know they worship when, when Abraham got ready to slay Isaac and God said, hold it right there. 
Stop right there, Abraham. I see. Now I see. I see. You love me. There's your ram. The ram caught in the thicket. Oh, don't go. Oh, we'll be here a long time, Brother Tim, if I go to the ram. Hmm. We'll buy. We'll come back to that one. And they came back and worshipped. Because he went to sacrifice to God. And he left nothing. He left nothing. He didn't hold back from God at all, Brother Jerry. He gave God everything. Brother Wade, let's just say I had a 2022 Corvette, big old 350 engine in it. And you really wanted that car. And of course, the one you got, you don't need one like that. Never mind. Never mind. No, there's a, Brother Wade, you, you come and say, Brother Tom, how, I want that car. How much you want to sell that car for? Hey, Wade, I'll give you that car for $15,000, and that'd be a steal. And Brother Wade said, I got it. I got $15,000, which neither one of us have. I got the $15,000, but Tom, I'm going to bring you a check. Bring it on, Wade. Bring it on. I'll sell you the car. Brother Wade brings me the check, Brother Joel. I sign the title. He signs the title. I say, Wade, here's your title. Go to the tag office, pay the taxes, get your tag, come back and see me. If he went, took that title to the tag office, Brother Jerry, and he come back and said, here, I got the new title. Here's my tag. Give me the keys, Brother Tom. If I were to say, oh, that's great, Wade. Like the tag. Glad you got the title. But I want to drive this car on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I mean, it's a Corvette, man. It is red. It's got the T-tops. Look at them mags. Wait, I want to drive this car on Tuesday and Thursday. Everybody in the room would say, Tom Allen, you're a thief. You're a cheat. And why do we do that to God? He has bought every part of you. He has paid a great price for you. Tom Allen, he has paid a, paid a great price for you. And it is, it is a cheating thing for the price that's been paid for your soul for you to hold back and say, but God, I want to do this on Tuesday and I want to do this on Thursday with my life. That's not consecrated. Consecrated means, oh boy. It just got quiet, Brother Tim. I guess that's where the rubber hits the road. I know, I know, uh, Brother Tim, it hit me hard two weeks ago. Whoo, boy. Brother Tom, I don't like that kind of preaching. I don't either, but sometimes the Holy Ghost puts it on you. Because God has asked who you what consecrate when. What does it say? Today? You sure it don't say tomorrow? Like God, I can wait till Sunday. Lord, we can wait till Sunday when we get to church and and there's an altar down there, Lord. I just wait till Sunday to consecrate. Let me finish the week. You know, Lord, Friday's coming and Saturday's coming. And uh, Lord, I got this to do and this to do. Let's just wait till Sunday to consecrate. No, today. Today. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Today. Today is the day. God wants you a holy sacrifice. He wants you today. He wants you today to acknowledge that he is God alone. Deuteronomy 4.39. Know therefore this day and consider it in thine heart 
that the Lord, He is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Today, He wants you to acknowledge He's God alone. He, today, He wants you to apply His commands. Deuteronomy seven eleven. Thou shalt therefore keep the commands and the statutes and the judgments which I command thee this day to do them. Today, he wants you to accept his blessings. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six twenty seven. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. This day, he wants you to abstain from selfish living. Deuteronomy 12, 8. Ye shall not do after all the things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. Boy, that's the day we're living in. The day we're living in where people just do what's right in their own eyes. And they go on like it's no big deal. God says, you'll not do that. This day, you'll not do after that. Learn not the way of the heathen. And if you don't think we live in a messed up world, uh, Spencer got off work today, told him to come by church, we'll all go eat, so... Beth and Mom and Spencer and I, we all went out to eat at Chili's and we're sitting there, Brother Steve, and uh, we're in a booth and the next booth there's a single lady by herself and the next booth there's another lady over there. She's in the corner. And uh, Brother Earl, in the midst of all this, and we're eating and talking and fellowship, in the midst of this, I hear the waitress come by and say, man, I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry, ma'am. And the manager said, we'll just, we'll give you your meal and, and it's free. I'm very sorry for all the issues. I didn't know what had happened. And I'm just sitting there, and this is all I've heard. We're going to give you your meal. So the lady said, thank you, steps up, walks out the door, and she's gone. Well, uh, about two minutes later, the manager comes by. And she's coming table to table. Are y'all all right? Is everything good for y'all tonight? Is everything? And so the lady on the other side of the booth, she goes, ma'am, I just want to tell you, the lady that was sitting behind me, her food came out fast, and it was hot just like mine, and there were no issues. And this young lady has treated her right, and she's treated me right. And I said, and she's treated us right, and our, our food's great. I mean, the lady, the lady complained about a hot meal and good service, and it was great service. Complained about it, got a free meal, walked out, and didn't even tip the lady. Everybody does what's right in their own eyes. I just want to say that's wicked. And so, Brother Jerry, I had it in my heart to give her my church card and give her information, you know, invite her to church. But I thought, man, uh, don't give her your church information, invite her to church if you're not going to be good to her. So when we got ready to check out, and, and folks, I'm not bragging on me. I just want to tell you, I thank God for the opportunities. I said, young lady, I said, did that lady walk out without tipping you? She said, yes, she did, but I'm used to it. God God will be good to me. I said, yes, ma'am, he's fixing to He's fixing to. So I was good to her. I was real good to her. Given it shall be given, Brother Jerry. And let me say, if you're gonna if you're gonna send somebody a track at a restaurant, give them a tip. Do not walk out and leave a, a track without leaving a tip. Do not put our church name out there if you're not gonna tip that fine young lady who has worked hard for her family. Thank y'all. Amen. We live in a world that's stuck on themselves. And we think, I can get by till Sunday. I can get by till Wednesday. I don't have to consecrate myself today. No, God said, who, you, what, consecrate yourself today. 
It's a daily choice to live for God. It's a daily choice to acknowledge you are Lord of my life. You are number one in my life. Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk with you. And it is a daily choice to admit that he is a personal God. Thou hast, Deuteronomy 26, 17, I like this. Thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God. What does the word avouched mean? Now, some of you ladies read, y'all ought to know what this word means. Brother Richard, anybody? The word avouched means to agree with wholeheartedly. Thou hast today admitted and agreed wholeheartedly that he is my God. So if you've agreed today, this day, that he's your God, then you ought to what? All right, come on, class. You ought to consecrate because if he's your God and you've agreed and admitted to it, you ought to consecrate your life today, a holy sacrifice. Agree with God today. Who? Yourselves. What? When? Why? Somebody said it. He what? Bestow a blessing. Oh, I'll say that again. Because he loves you. He wants to bestow a blessing. And don't miss it. That he may bestow upon you a blessing. Say it. This day. This day, you consecrate yourself to God, a holy sacrifice. And God said, John, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven. Yeah, I'm laying up treasures in that home above, trusting, fully trusting in the Savior's love, where moth and rust doth not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal. We are doing that. Thanks be to God. Brother Don, we don't have to wait till eternity. Because Brother Matt, God said, you consecrate yourself this day, and I, this day, will bless you. This day, I will bless you. Psalm 84, 4, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Psalm 106, 3, blessed are they that keep that judgment. And he that doeth righteousness at all times. Oh boy, Tom Allen, listen to that. Psalm 192, blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Proverbs eight thirty two. now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Luke eleven twenty eight. But he said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Child of God, you do not have to wait till eternity to get your blessing. Because God loves us. Glory, brother, thank you. Thank you, brother Oliver. Because God loves you. God is gracious to you, and God is good to you. God said, today, today, if I just do that, today, put yourself in the hand of God. You go to bed tonight, and you wake up in the morning, I think it'd do us all good, Brother John, to wake up. Put myself today, consecrated, Holy, 
acceptable unto God. Because that's the least, so it's my reasonable service, the least you can do. For all that God did for you on Calvary, for all that he paid for us on Calvary, the least we can do is... Who? What? When? Why? Lord, thank you for the Bible.